Well, anyway, while we wait for our third co-host to jump on, he'll be jumping on in just a couple of minutes. For everyone who is here, welcome to Pick Up the Blitz. This is our, uh, we are now three times a week in our, in our podcast show, Monday, Thursday, and Friday, with our Thursday episode today uh, on the live locker room app being our general NFL episode. We do two Dolphins episodes a week and then one all-NFL episode in this week. Obviously, going into week two, we're going to do a bit of a week one recap. We're going to do a week two preview. We'll be going through all the most important news of the week, big injuries that have happened, uh, going through all of the the week two games, uh, giving some of our game picks, maybe a little bit of fantasy advice along the way. And then we will uh, we'll cap things off going into probably uh, you know just an hour before game time, a real uh, in-depth Thursday night primer. So... We'll start off with that week one recap. Uh, Nick, I would love to know. We'll go through a couple of things here. First off, what were, uh, what were your favorite games of the week? Because I definitely have one or two that were uh, really fun to watch, but definitely a couple of also great storylines as well. So there were, um, there were so, you know, for, we, and we talked about this last week on the show, there were so many uh, concerns going into this, into this first week of the NFL season uh, with no preseason and just not sure how things are going to be looking for certain teams. Um, but I mean, and there was obviously some rust around the league, but there were some really competitive games and some awesome football from teams that I don't think anyone who talks football would have expected. Right. Um, so to watch Jacksonville win against a Colts team that many predicted to go to the playoffs, that, that was that's awesome. Right. To see the Washington football team uh, basically demolish the Eagles offensive line was really, really something fun to to, to see. But I think. Of all the games that I found just interesting in terms of how it kind of developed over the course of, of the game, uh, actually, I think I'd, I'd say there are probably two. Um, the Bears-Lions game uh, was was incredible because I remember – because obviously, you know, I'm watching the Dolphins game. You know, we we're, we're generally get Dolphins coverage down in South Florida, so we're watching the Dolphins game. Um, and you see kind of the highlights here and there, and you kind of see the, um, you know, the scores, right, on the, on the bottom of the, of the TV – and you and you you know you watch the Lions come out to this huge lead, and then out of nowhere the Bears and Mitch Trubisky, who who I had written off as as this being his final year in Chicago, for some reason just uh, all, everything clicks in a moment, and they end up winning that game. I think that's incredible, right? When you when you look at that, and then ultimately how far they were down, and how Detroit loses the game with the, that DeAndre Swift drop pass in the end zone to to win it for him. Um, just a wild, wild uh, couple of moments there. And then I think the Cardinals with their big upset over the 49ers, I think in yeah. general that just shows that Kyler Murray and that Arizona um, that Arizona team is going to be good this year. And that, that NFC West is probably going to be the best division in football. I think, I think we can say that, you know, quite safely considering the teams that are out there. What about you? What did you like? Yeah, you know, Cardinals, uh, San Francisco was pro- that was going to be my favorite game of the week. And, you know, I'll pick another. But the reason I loved that game and I loved what I saw from Arizona is because they were going up against, obviously, San Francisco, who was in the Super Bowl last year. They were trailing going into that fourth quarter. Right. And right. Kyler Murray, this, you know, this guy's going into his second year, still a very young player, still a developing offensive line, now has this weapon, DeAndre Hopkins, and showed that when he needs to come through in the clutch, he can already do that. He's not just someone who went down three scores as they were so often last year could put up a, gun, a bunch of garbage time stats, right? He's more than that. He's someone who is, you know, at this point already, first game of his second season, poised enough 
to overcome what is a very strong defense and, uh, and, and come through uh, in the clutch. And I thought that was really, really cool to see. Trevor has joined us. Our third host has joined the people with the show. Trevor, Trevor. gentlemen, thanks for being I'm here. So sorry I'm late, but no, I have no to worries. Shout out to the locker room app for letting me join a little bit late. <laughs> Certainly, one of the perks of the platform is if your fellow hosts are on time, but you're not, you can get right on like six or seven minutes late. So I'm feeling really good about that. So thank you guys for for having me on. No worries at all. We're just going through our week one recap. Nick gave some of his favorite games of the week: Bears, Lions, Cardinals, Niners. We were just talking that game. And my, you know, I'm going to go here uh, a little bit of a, I've been under the radar game in this Raiders Panthers game that we had, because that was know, another one I was thinking about when you in asked a, me yeah. that originally. In a week of very sloppy offensive football, we got a 64 total point game. And that was really fun to watch. And I was honestly very impressed with what I saw from not even the Raiders won the game, but I was impressed by what I saw from a Panthers offense that no one's really expecting anything from. Um, there are a lot of pieces that are no longer there. Of course, they still have superstar Christian McCaffrey, but outside of McCaffrey, um, they have a relatively unproven skill position group. Um, you know, they have DJ Moore, who's hopefully going to become a star at some point, but isn't necessarily a top 10, top 15 player yet. They have Teddy Bridgewater, who has yet to start a full season in a very, very long time. Uh, and they still put up 30 points. And I thought that was a very cool little under the radar of the game that no one was really expecting anything from or looking at anything from Bridgewater put up, you know, 270 yards and a touchdown. And it was cool to see him leading a team in his own. This is his team. And he put up 30 points. I thought that was, that was cool. And I'm hoping to see some more, uh, some more wins or, uh, you know, a few wins in the Panthers win column because Bridgewater certainly deserves it. Um, you know, and this was definitely a solid start despite the loss for that team. And I think, I think, you know, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head too with Bridgewater because, uh, you know, so many people for so long have counted him out and he proved yeah. that, you know, obviously they didn't win the football game and at the end of the day, wins are what's going to get you a contract. But um, to go out there and to play like that, uh, you know, when two or three years ago, everyone thought he was done. Like he would never play football again with that injury he sustained. So, um, I'm, you know, that's a great storyline going into, I think, the rest of the season is how can Bridgewater continue to – how far can he take the Panthers? Um, yeah. You know, I don't – I can't see them as a playoff contender as of right now. Um but if they can win, you know, eight games, nine games, be relevant, that's a huge success for the Panthers team uh, and for Bridgewater as a quarterback. Did, who against, did you know, this game – I'm going to resume my hosting duties in spite of my tardiness. <laughs> did this game from Bridgewater – because I think, I think I'm more comfortable with my answer to this after watching this matchup. Do we think Bridgewater can be their guy for the foreseeable future? Maybe not this year, but can he lead that team potentially to – I mean, we talk a lot about – you know, Cam's 2016 season with the Panthers, and obviously Teddy Bridgewater is not MVP Cam Newton. But with the right pieces around him, do we think he can be the guy that takes the Panthers sort of to that next level? I think so. Um, I mean, he's still young. He's, what, 27 years old, I think? Um, yeah. He's still got more than enough time uh, to, to play good and develop a little bit more as a quarterback. you got to think he had two, like a year and a half, two years off, basically, with that injury. So he's still growing as a quarterback. I, I think so. I especially if, like I said, if they can win those eight, if they can win eight games, nine games, I think that he will have done enough in order to win that many games to solidify him as a starter for this team going forward. So I would feel very comfortable if Bridgewater was my quarterback. I, I like Bridgewater in Minnesota. If you, like, I think Bridgewater is an underrated quarterback, and you know he deserves a little bit more praise than he gets from national media from everybody. I, I like Bridgewater. 
I like him too, but there's a ceiling on, on Teddy Bridgewater. You know? Sure, so absolutely. I, you know, I'm not, I, I, they signed him to this contract. It's for multiple years, but I don't think they are, I don't think this front office, I don't even think Matt Rule, the head coach, is thinking to himself that Bridgewater is the guy that they'll eventually, in their eyes, hopefully win but a Super Bowl can, with. So, so, well, oh, okay. So that was going to be my question. You don't think you could win a Super Bowl with Bridgewater? I think you can. I don't think that's their plan. I think, I, Gotcha. I don't think this Panthers team will be good enough to, you know, be out of the top 10 draft picks. And if you're in the top 10 draft gotcha. picks this year with the upcoming quarterback class, I have a feeling they'll be eyeing a quarterback with Bridgewater as their bridge, uh, so to speak. See, you did there. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, to, to, to their quarterback in the future. That's, that's what I'm expecting. And, you know, obviously I, I want to get into our, our week two matchups here and, and the Panthers bucks one is certainly one people will be watching to see if Brady can bounce back. But before, we get there. I would just, I would love to know because there were a couple of big surprises, and we already hit on one or two. Um, Jacksonville. I'm not even going to so, let you finish okay. your question. All right. I'm not even going to let you finish your question. The fact that Jacksonville played a, a competent game of football, considering all of the turnover and chaos that has developed in that locker room over the course of this offseason and even into last offseason, the fact that they won on Sunday. Again, against a team that many people were saying could potentially go to the playoffs in the Indianapolis Colts once they signed Phillip Rivers and had that uh, awesome rushing attack with Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, right? The fact that they pulled off that win and Gardner Minshew looked like a superstar was by far the biggest storyline. I'm sorry, not storyline, biggest surprise for me. I had... If you told me to make a, uh, a prediction for how many uh, win-loss predictions for the, Jag- uh, the Jaguars, by far I would have said 2-14. and 14, And this was not one of the ones I would have seen them winning. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I think, the answer to this question. Although not the only answer, but definitely the best answer to this question in terms of the biggest surprises from last week. You know, I, I, you already hit a bit on that Washington, um, that Washington-Philadelphia game. The surprise for me there was not necessarily that um, Washington won, but the, the, the fashion that they won, and they were down yep. 17 points. The Washington football team is not a team that is currently built to come back from a 17-point deficit. It's not like they have this superstar quarterback that can win a shootout. They have Dwayne Haskins, who showed he's, to this point, just kind of meh, but their defense got them back from a 17-point deficit, and you really don't see that very often. Eight sacks? Eight sacks. That's, that's a Madden number. That's what people wild. Madden. That's wild. And Chase Young, of course, comes out already in defensive rookie of the year form. Ryan Kerrigan played a phenomenal game. Uh, they have what, like four or five first round picks in the front seven. It was just that. That's a scary, scary team to go up against. The rest of the NFC East was definitely not happy to uh, to be seeing that game because I think they're going to be. Dak Prescott and Daniel Jones should be shaking in their boots to go so up against this That's an interesting here. point that you make. So I was, I was actually going to say something about that as well because I don't think, you know, because Washington was another huge surprise, like you said. Eight sacks, that's incredible. Um, and the fact that they won, uh, again, given everything that's going on and with their mediocre quarterback play, um, fascinating that they are able to win on that. But I don't see – it's funny you bring up the rest of the NFC East because the way I envision this Washington football team going forward is I don't see them as a, you know, I don't see them winning more than five or six games this year. Um, but I see them at the end of the season spoiling somebody's playoff opportunity, 
right? Whether that be Dallas, whether that be uh, Philly, whether that be uh, the Giants, if you know magic happens in in New York, um, I could see this Washington, especially this Washington front seven, wrecking somebody's playoff hopes towards the end of the season, which would be so much fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, I I, uh, I think Washington will be that plucky team this year, not a playoff contender. Or, it's a uh, good word for them. Plucky. Yeah, I like they're gonna that. be a plucky team for sure. Plucky. Trev, what about what about you? Biggest surprise from week one? Biggest surprise for me was actually biggest disappointment in terms of Tom Brady's debut. Now, you know, I I guess it goes without saying that this start of the NFL season has been challenging and different for everybody with no preseason, very little training camp. But I expected that to impact somebody like Brady less than, say, the younger guys. Now, we talk about the fact that Brady's in a new system with a new coach, new players, and that obviously accounts for some of this lackluster start. But, I mean, he... He just really didn't look good. And with the pieces that are around him on this Tampa Bay team with receivers and tight ends, this is this is sort of a year in which we're really expecting big things with an explosive offense. And so watching him go up against, you know, the Saints, well, look, the Saints are a team with Super Bowl aspirations. They're a Super Bowl caliber team. I'm not surprised that the Saints won this game. I'm surprised by how poorly I saw Brady play. And it's, you know, it's really interesting because even Bruce Arians after this game was quoted, I don't remember exactly what he said, but even he was sort of surprised by Brady's debut. Um, And, you know, we can talk about numbers, we can talk about the interceptions, but more than anything, just watching the game from, you know, what people like to call the look test, he just didn't look so good. In fact, he looked to me a lot like he looked last year when they played the Dolphins, you know, the game before the playoffs started sort of to clinch that bye, yeah. and they couldn't clinch the bye. And he just, he didn't look good enough. He, he, he wasn't hitting tight windows. Obviously there were turnovers. He just didn't look like himself. And so while he's definitely avoided the uh, infamous cliff for many, many years, it certainly looks like he's, you know, heading on that downward trajectory. My hope as a football fan, in spite of the fact that I'm a Dolphins fan, is that he can pick up and sort of find a way to work within what is truly a potentially prolific offense in terms of weapons, so that by the middle of the season, he sort of hits his stride and is able to work within Bruce Arians' system. Because as we've talked about before, you know, Tom Brady's been a really successful system quarterback with Bill Belichick, so I'm hoping that they can gel in terms of Arians and Brady with that offense, and so we can see some really, really good football from that Tampa Bay team. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree, and I, I, I do think we'll be seeing better Brady uh, as the season goes on. The first week on a new team in 20 years, you can't expect perfection even from, you know, who is the pretty much consensus greatest quarterback of all time. You still can't expect that kind of play, you know, uh, your first week on a new team. So I, I think we'll be seeing better Brady as the season goes, for sure. Um, so, you know, jumping into... Now, our week two preview, our full-fledged week two preview. A couple of big injury notes to touch on here, Nick. But I think uh, when we only had one or two people on at the very beginning, oh. we touched on one of them that affected your fantasy team. Oh, Michael that kills my fantasy Thomas. team. Michael Thomas, ankle injury, expected to be out several weeks. Uh, you know, Saints offense has run through Michael Thomas over the past couple of years. How does this change things for them, you know, over the next couple of weeks? It, it, it certainly will, at least a little bit, despite the fact that there are plenty of other weapons on that team. 
I see. I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue because look at what they did to the Buccaneers. And he, before he got hurt, he still only managed three catches for a couple of yards. Um, if they can continue to use Kamara the way that they use him, this team should be totally fine. I, I can't see. There is uh, something to be said about having him on the field, though, even if he's not having yes. a particularly productive game. You know, right. when you're not sure, just a game sure. plan for coverage is changing stuff. I, that, that's just that's my initial thought. Is I don't think they're going to play significantly worse. I just think defenses will have the opportunity to play significantly better because they don't have to game plan for the threat of Michael Thomas. That's just my initial thought on that. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I think you're I think you have a point there, but you know, I, I I just knowing that the knowing the way that they like to spread the ball around and knowing how Drew Brees just he continues to play phenomenal football. I, I don't see it I don't see a major drop off coming. I think Emmanuel Sanders who didn't really do a whole lot in that first game is going to really have to step up his game. And I think he will. Um, I, I can't, I can't see this being a devastating injury for them. Yeah, I hear you. It certainly doesn't bring them from what well, I'm certainly expecting them to beat this, uh, to beat the Las Vegas Raiders. It's not like I'm no longer expecting them to beat the Raiders because Michael Thomas is no longer on the field. But I think Trevor makes an excellent point in the fact that it certainly changes the defense's uh, game plan, the defense's even scheme when you don't have to make sure that Michael Thomas is accounted for all the time, you know, on the field. I think Emmanuel Sanders is a, is the, the guy you'd want to have on your team when a guy goes down with injury and you need someone to step up. Yes, he's 30 plus at this point, but Emmanuel Sanders is one of the most reliable receivers in the NFL. So he'll definitely be getting a lot more targets. You're totally right that Alvin Kamara will step up uh, and, and make some plays. I I'm sure they want to finally see something uh, exciting out of Traquan Smith, who's been this, like, yeah. you know, total boomer bust every time he's on the field. So hopefully he's a, a bit of a reliable number two while Emmanuel Sanders takes over for a bit. Uh, they still have Jared Cook. They have this young, fun rookie tight end in, in Adam Troutman, who I think from all accounts in training camp they're very excited about and may or may not be, you know, the 24th player on my dynasty team, who I'm hoping <laughs> could, get, <laughs> could get involved at some point this season. But... Uh, no, I, I, they'll they'll be fine. Though losing Michael Thomas certainly will hurt if um, you know as they play some more competitive competitive teams. Uh, one other big receiver injury right now: Kenny Galladay, uh, hamstring injury. That's that's things for a Lions team that's very much win now, uh, and they're going up against a tough matchup in the Green Bay Packers, who just routed the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, so that that's certainly going to be. Has there been has yeah. there been an announcement whether or not he's going to officially or whether or not he's officially out for this game? It's it's two two uh, straight practices of did not play uh, did not right. practice so, our DNP. So for, trending towards trending towards that. Unless he's unless he gets in a limited session tomorrow, there's there, there doesn't seem to be much of a shot. And you want to be even if he's limited, you know, with a hamstring injury this early in the season, you don't want to play that kind of you don't exactly. want to play through that kind of injury. That's why the Dolphins they pulled Devonte Parker, you know. At this point, it's you don't want to tweak that hamstring and ruin the whole season. Exactly. The, uh, the two shocking pieces of injury news for the day. Mike Pouncey, Chargers center, suddenly with a hip injury on IR and will be out for the season. That hurts. For, yes, uh, it does. For a Chargers team that had some playoff aspirations, for sure. Uh, you know, that's, it's going to be bad news for Austin Eckler, bad news for Tyrod Taylor, and eventually Justin Herbert if he gets... Uh, Vegas under center, but the other shocking news. I wonder is, how many more, yeah. Jess. I don't mean to like interrupt, no, no, you, but I wonder how many for, more pieces of information we can discuss today that indirectly destroy my fantasy team. Because Mike Pouncey <laughs> getting hurt, Austin Eckler is one of my running. Back. You know, maybe I should just forfeit this season. Well, you don't we have do James Conner. You're right. I don't have James Conner. 
And right. that's the next one I was going to hit on. And one I actually want to hear you both uh, give me a, a bit of a soundbite on because James Conner, James Conner was out for the entire second half of the uh, Steelers-Giants game. Looked like he would be out for a while given the fact that he didn't touch the field again, didn't practice Wednesday. And all of a sudden he gets in a full practice today despite the ankle injury. How do we, how do we think this outlook for him looks for this season given the fact that he's a very often injured running back um, who already is fighting an ankle injury? Well, I, I wish I wish I could predict the future. Um, you know, it's it, but it's impossible to do. Um, you know, you obviously, if you're Pittsburgh, you don't like the fact that he was hurt uh, week one, right? You would have if if he was going to get hurt, you would have much preferred that later in the season. But um, you know, the fact that he's still able to go shows that maybe the ankle injury wasn't as as bad as previously thought. Maybe he did just need a day or two to rest it. Um, you would, I, I would hope that he continues to be healthy because he's a good running back when he's healthy. Um, and this Steelers team, you know, I think with a good running attack, they're going to, they potentially could be, um, very competitive in the North. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's impossible to say because he's been injured in the past. You, you don't want him to get hurt, but you know, that's, that's the challenge of football. You know, those, na- those, I'm surprised. I'm surprised by this because of, Justin, what you articulated in, in that lack of second-half play. With the injury history, with the fact that they're going into week two, not week 14, like pushing for a playoff spot, I'm surprised with, like, sort of the rush back here. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I don't know what to make of it. It's, I, it's not quite as weird as Pouncey's injury. Like, I was, I saw, I, when I saw that on Instagram today, I thought it was one of those, um, like, spoof accounts because I just was very surprised to see that he was out for the season. Yeah, that was out of nowhere. Um, but this this is just curious simply because of the timing. I mean, going into week two, coming off of a win, I don't feel like there's such a need for him to rush back. And then it sort of makes me question how severe the injury was, you know, this past week. That's just weird. It, it's a very no, it's weird a, it's an excellent point. It's an excellent point. Uh, you have a – sorry, Nick. I just, I wanna say, you have a running back who – is could be your bell cow. And now coming off an ankle injury, like why not give him the week off? Like you, you have Benny Snell who showed some two. real promise. In week, yeah, you like it. Yeah, it's just odd. you want him for the odd. season. You want James Conner for the season, not did necessarily for one game. But do you want to do you want to bench your best players? Like, no, it's not about benching. It's about if he has an injury, but, an you know running back ankle injury. I, I think it's worth it at this point uh, if he's not totally ready to go to give him the week no but if he if he wasn't ready to go he wouldn't be you know he wouldn't be playing right maybe if, i mean you have certainly seen Mike, you gotta you gotta think that these gms and these coaches right mike tomlin specifically he knows he knows what he's doing right he wouldn't be putting connor into a position where he could potentially get further injured if he didn't feel like he was good enough to go yeah. you know what i mean yeah, no, that's a that's a fair point. That's a fair and, point. And, just, and if you're if you're good to go, you don't you don't hold a player out just because you're you're worried that they might get hurt again. Because it, football, a, like football, is one of those sports. Like you can you can get hurt, you can get hurt running around and nobody touches you, and you can't prevent that. No, you know? I I hear you. I I certainly hear you. It's just I I agree with Trevor in that it's curious when you have a running back who has been constantly injured, he gets. He gets an ankle injury, which is obviously a big deal for running back. In the first half of his first game of the season, you have a backup who performed very well behind him. He didn't practice at all on Wednesday, and now all of a sudden he's full go on Thursday. It's just it's an odd 
it's just an odd, an odd sequence, I guess, uh, is the best way to put it. You know, if that makes sense. It makes sense. I just don't think it's as odd as you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. All right, I want to get into our week two um, game picks. We got a lot to, we got a lot of those to get through. Oh man, we're, there's we're, um, yeah, we're, we're gonna ask for the hot takes. We're gonna ask for the hot takes right out of the gate. All right, we got a lot of games, a couple of very very interesting matchups. Um, so we can just run right through them. I want to save Bengals Browns for last because that's our Thursday night game, and we'll be ending the show with about an hour left to, uh, to go before game time. So we'll sort of get into that uh, right uh, right near the end. Let's start off. Uh, Do we with, want to keep track of these picks and, and make it over the season? Let's see who does the best. Oh, I'm already ready. I already have. I already have oh, the list excuse me. ready Sorry. to go to uh, to keep track of these picks because I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm I'm fairly confident. I'm fairly confident. I'll let you, I'll let each of you go first. Let's let's start with uh, let's start with Giants Bears because it's the first one on my list. Who do you guys got and why? Joe, do you want to go first? I. Oh, I'm going to go with the Giants, both because I don't really believe in Mitch Trubisky, in, you know, despite last week. And I, I liked what I saw, relatively speaking, from the Giants week one matchup um, at the Steelers, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I like Daniel Jones. I like the Saquon Barkley rushing attack. And obviously, you know, they didn't come out with a win, but I, I have relatively high hopes in terms of Mitch Trubisky not being able to play consistently well. So I'm just going to go with the Giants on the basis of that information for the most part. Your concern about Mitch Trubisky not playing consistently well is exactly the exact, the exact same analysis that I'm going to put onto the New York Giants uh, and Daniel Jones. Uh, I, I'm going to take the Bears here. Bears at home. Um, just sounds – it's, it's going to be a win for Chicago because that defense is just going to – is going to do some nasty things to Daniel Jones. He's already a fumbling machine. He's still a fumbling machine. That hasn't changed. Um, they're going to they're gonna turn the ball over a lot. Saquon didn't look great. Um, in fact, he looked, you know, almost, it's safe to say bad uh, in that first game against Pittsburgh. Um, I'm going to go with Chicago in this one. Oh, Nick, that's so unfair. You can't still call him a fumbling machine. We were specifically told that he went through fumbling training in the offseason. What that's does that even <laughs> mean? Can you explain to me what fumbling training is? I don't what know, is that? All I know is that the... You uh, just have to walk around with the ball all day while, these, while scary humans run at you from corners and be, try to beat it out of your hands? All I know is that the announcing crew on that game was all over the fact that Daniel Jones had gone through fumbling training over... I'm going to Google Google what the damn hell. I thought it was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. There was specifically a play where he ran with the ball and he like put it on his chest, like, and crossed (laughs) the, you know, arms in an X with with both arms, like trying to prevent it. And they were like so excited about it. They're like, oh, Daniel Jones has finally fixed the turnover problems. Anyway, long story short, I'm picking Bears as well. Although I'm not, this is not a confident pick. I'm going to have a couple of very confident picks this week. This is not one of them, only because I have. As you both articulated, low confidence in both of these offenses. Um, I, although I, I, I do think the Giants' offense, um, you know, I think by the end of the season might actually end up being the better offense if Daniel Jones could at some point sort of make that sophomore year leap. Because I really do like Daniel Jones as a prospect. Uh, but uh, the Giants' offensive line is shaky. Bears' defense is strong. Bears are at home, even with no crowd. I'm a little bit more confident in a complete Bears team and a Bears win, uh, especially coming off that high of a win they had last week. Um, okay, next game we got Rams Eagles. 
This is also a very interesting and potentially close game this week. Two teams that are uh, that are hoping to uh, make an NFC run. What do you guys got? This is my favorite game of the week. Interesting. Not okay. Really? Necessarily because it's the most exciting based on the two teams that are playing. I'm really curious what happens with Carson Wentz after this year. I, you know, obviously there, you know, was not a win in week one for the Eagles. There's been a lot of chatter in Philadelphia. I have a few friends in Philadelphia. Um, there's some, there's some animosity being spread Carson Wentz's way and not without good reason, but I still think that there's potentially something there. And I'd really like to see that start to come good early in the season rather than late. I think that there's obviously a significant amount to prove for Carson Wentz. And you know what? That's not to say that there isn't a whole lot for Jared Goff to prove with the Rams either. Um, so I think this is an interesting matchup of quarterbacks who need to, I think, exceed the expectations that are set for them at the beginning of this year. I have the Eagles winning this game barely. Um, I think that Carson Wentz is going to certainly play better than he did last week. At least that's my hope. And I have them just edging out the Rams this week. Oh, Trevor, it sounds like you and I are going to disagree a lot today. And that's very unfortunate. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams in this one. I'm going to take the Rams in this one because uh, the, the way that offensive line looked against the, the Washington football team. What, did they give up eight sacks? They eight gave sacks. up eight that's sacks. So, yeah. And here's, here's, here's my probably incorrect logic that I want to apply to this. If Chase Young, who is a, uh, by all means a fantastic prospect, a uh, mm-hmm. great player already at that rookie level. Uh, if he can get one and a half sacks, then I am going to predict that Aaron Donald is going to get 600 sacks in this game. Okay. Um, Let's stop there for so, a second. Though. No, okay. Let's obviously not 600, on. Trevor. Pa- no, but we're not going to say 600. <laughs> let's, let's just, let's, because the heat game is on in like five minutes, I need to take it to the NBA for a second. Game seven. Okay. Clippers, Nuggets. Jamal Murray scores 40 points, both Kawhi and Paul George don't manage to score together what Jamal Murray scored. Are we going to think that something like that is the standard or the anomaly? Probably the latter, right? Can we agree on that, Nick? Probably that, the yeah. anomaly, not the standard. Okay. Yeah, Eight I would sacks agree. from the Washington football team against the Eagles is not the standard. There was something going on on the Eagles offensive line, and I'm not saying it's a good offensive line, and I'm not yeah. saying that Washington isn't necessarily um, – they're not a terrible, you know, defensive front in terms of rushing the quarterback. I don't expect to see an absolute crumbling of everything protecting Carson Wentz like we saw in week one. I do think Aaron Donald poses a significant threat. I think that's relevant. Um, but I don't, I don't expect to see it as bad as we saw it in week one. Can we agree that the Cowboys have a better offensive line than the Eagles? Yes, we can agree. I think we can. I think that like that's a wide sweeping agreement, correct? Like some of yeah. the best offensive linemen in the league play for the Cowboys, and Aaron Donald make them look silly. Even if he didn't, Aaron sack, Donald makes get, everyone look silly. Indeed, and if he makes it, if, if 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 the Washington Football Team can make the Eagles' offensive line look silly, Aaron Donald's going to feast on Carson Wentz. I, I, I'm no, taking the Eagles. That, I'm that's sorry, fair. taking the Rams in this one. I hear you. I also agree with Trevor in that I don't think the Eagles will have eight sacks. They're not going to have uh, eight sacks every but, week. But I, but I also remember think sacks aren't the only measurement. Pressure, no, you're disruption. Right. That's what Aaron Donald does. You're right. It's. I think it's also very key to note that Lane Johnson's star right tackle will be coming back from injury for the Eagles this week. Was not on the team last week. That's one of the reasons Chase Young 
and Ryan Kerrigan were able to rack up so many sacks is because there was no Lane Johnson, but they already lost Brandon Brooks. They lost Andre Doe. That offensive line is kind of in shambles. I, I am going to actually take the Eagles here. And, the, and taking the Eagles because I'm excited about the fact that Miles Sanders is coming back. I'm excited about the fact that uh, Lane Johnson is coming back. Two very key players coming back from injury that I think will be important. I also think uh, that, you know, the Rams had a somewhat impressive game against the Cowboys, though it was by no means uh, a phenomenal game. They, it was like 20-17. to 17. I think these two teams are actually on a very even playing field. I think this is one of the other toss-ups of the week. Uh, and I'm going to go with the home team here. Eagles generally play well at home. I'm going to go with the Eagles guys. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to point out that we, we might have to move a little bit quicker, um, through these games just because we've only gotten through two. Of yeah. 16. Cause the heat game's on. The heat game's uh, on. Yeah, heat game is on, but we also might be on here through the end of Thursday night football. If we don't move a little bit quicker. Let's do some rapid fire picks. All right. Cowboys Falcons. Nick Cowboys. Cowboys are give me give me a give me one sentence a one sentence answer for each. Do you think that's uh, possible with the two of you one sentence explanations? <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, Cowboys. Maybe a one sentence. Gonna win at home. Uh, I think it's. I think Dak is gonna. And Dak and Zeke are just gonna. That entire offense is just gonna play much better at home. Second week, knock some rust off. Uh, Falcons just aren't aren't good enough to to keep up with them. Okay, definitely a one sentence, Trevor. Quote the Sorry. prolific Nick Pilato and say, "I completely agree with you." I yes. think that the Cowboys are going to take this win at home. I think the Falcons are hapless, <laughs> to put <laughs> to put a not such great word on it. Yeah, I think the Cowboys take this one this week. I agree. I think Ezekiel Elliott goes for Ooh, over, over 125 rushing guards in this game. I have no confidence in the Falcons' defensive front, and I think the no, Cowboys' offense scores many, 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 many points. All right, Panthers, Buccaneers. Trevor. I... That was a deep breath, and it was right in my ear. <laughs> I don't know why he does that, because I'm wearing AirPods, and I don't really understand why that happened. Oh, the oh, the, the, the listeners will love that. All right, Panthers and Buccaneers. Go I'm going to go with the okay. Bucks. Um, for some reason, when you said Panthers-Buccaneers, the first person in my head was Jameis Winston. I just completely nope. forgot that Tom Brady was the quarterback of that team. Yeah, I think the Buccaneers come back week two. I, I love Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think it's going to be enough. I think Tom Brady's going to come back with a vengeance. I think they're going to win this game pretty pretty decidedly. I agree. I actually I think this is going to be a, a pretty big victory for the Bucs. The weapons are going to click this week. Maybe not Gronk, but everyone else. Yeah, I think even without or potentially without Chris Godwin, you know, sad for my fantasy team, but I think potentially without Chris Godwin even, there's enough weapons on that team for Brady to have a nice little bounce back week. A pretty soft Panthers defense compared to what he saw last week in the Saints. I think Brady has a very, very nice bounce back week. It says to all the doubters, you know, you should have. I'm still here. I'm still here. Should have given me another (laughs) week. All right. I think another one will have a clean sweep on, guys. Three in a row, 49ers at Jets. Uh, I don't think there's any analysis. 49ers. Love it. I just... The Jets are, the Jets are helm, such a mess. You can never pick the Jets. It's got to be the 49ers. Yeah. I love it. I think no analysis is needed as well. 49ers at Jets. This is last year's Super Bowl team against what might be the worst team in the NFL in the New York Jets. So I'm going 49ers. No bias as, there, of course. As no, I, I, honestly, I no, don't that's, think... That's I don't, no, that's an bias unbiased needed. opinion. <laughs> no bias needed. This team is just absolute, you know, garbage pretty so, much all the way around. Yes. Um, uh, bucket, uh, sorry, Broncos at Steelers. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I like what I saw from Ben Roethlisberger. 
And I don't think the Broncos have anything going on really right now. So I think it's a pretty easy pick in the Steelers. I actually, uh, to quote myself, I completely agree with you. Um, I, I'm <laughs> going to go with the Steelers as well. Um, I think that the Broncos, uh, they still have maybe a week or two before they're really firing on all cylinders. Yeah, you lose a, a heartbreaker to the Titans. Um, but I, I think that I think that Pittsburgh looked really good. And they, Big Ben, I don't think he's a superstar quarterback anymore, but he can still lead a, a good football team. So Steelers. So most of my friends know that I talk football with that I am all in on Drew Locke. I really, really like Drew Locke in terms of his potential oh in the NFL. God. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not picking the Broncos. I think LA has surrounded <laughs> I think LA has surrounded Locke with all the so tools to succeed. All the way in. But, so I'm all in on Drew Locke's You've got future like potential as a great NFL quarterback. But that Steelers defense was just phenomenal last week. The Broncos offensive line isn't much better than the Giants, though it is progressing given the new talent it's not that much better so i think the uh the broncos still have a very tough time against the steelers defense i'm going steelers as well and that brings us to jaguars at titans most exciting nfl game Ooh. of the week but this but, not really but okay so if we no but if we looked at it two weeks ago before the season started we would have never thought this would have been an interesting game but it is because is of how well the no, because it of how not. well because of how well Jacksonville played and how a little underwhelming Tennessee played last week, I think it's going to be more interesting than you think. Although I do think the, the Titans, Titans are going to win this by two scores, at least two scores. Interesting. So Trevor, Trevor does not think the Jaguars' performance from last week will carry over into this week. I uh, flash the pan. I think it's an anomaly. I don't think that they stick with that the whole season. I really don't. I I am inclined. I don't necessarily to either, but I think the storyline is just more interesting than we give it yes. credit. Totally fair. Uh, I think Gardner Minshew will have a very tough time going 19 of 20 uh, again. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I think Gardner Minshew could be a very good quarterback, but I, uh, I'm also not totally in on the Jacksonville Jaguars, despite last week's interesting performance. The Colts had Phillip Rivers, who had never played with them before, had played the previous practically two decades and on different, uh, same organization, um, all the way across but the coast. still coast the side. same quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, so another clean sweep for us there. We've had... Five clean sweeps in the row. In a row, will it get any more interesting here with the Lions Packers? I'm guessing not, but maybe. Anyone going to take the Lions in this one? No, sir. No. <laughs> no not sir. Even a, we didn't even have to talk about this game. <laughs> the disgust in your voice, Trevor, would be with the idea of picking the Lions. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I am also picking the Packers. I think the Lions really have a good shot to make some noise this year. The team is much more talented than I will give them credit for. But, man, did Aaron Rodgers look angry last week. And, man, do I not want to be the team going up against Aaron Rodgers this week. So I'm going to go with, uh, with the Packers as well. Maybe some, maybe some change of heart here. Bills at Dolphins. Fellow Dolphins fans, what do we think? So, okay. Who so wants this to one, say it? Because I don't want to say I, it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. And say and I don't it quickly if... because the heat pregame is on. Okay, Dolphins <laughs> win this one. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I th- I, when I you thought said you don't want to say it, I thought you were going to go else. <laughs> I am not going to take the Bills in this one. Regardless, I think I think Josh Allen played very well last week uh, when it comes to running the ball, but he struggled with uh, throwing the ball, which is generally what quarterbacks do. Um, if the best running back on your roster is your quarterback, eventually that's going to get very old for teams. Yes, the Bills had the sweep of the Dolphins last year. I do not think that's the case. Uh, Dolphins win this one at home. Trevor? I don't think Dolphins win this game. <laughs> I mean, 
I just don't. I, 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 like, I like what I saw last week. I still think the team, as we've said now about like the Lions say, um, I think the team still needs a few weeks to get things settled. I think the Bills are actually better than people give them credit for. I think if Josh Allen can step up, this can actually be a pretty dangerous team. I don't think they're going to make a Super Bowl push, but I think they can make some noise. Um, I don't think the Dolphins come away with a win this week. I think we're going to start to see like the uptick in Dolphins wins start like week four or five. Not yet. Or week two. I'm <laughs> going to go. I'm going to pick my Miami Dolphins here. Yes. I, I, Only because Nick picked them. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I really do think. Here's the thing. I think the Dolphins offense for most of this year will 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 struggle. I don't think this is going to be a top half of the NFL offense. But the defense, I think, has so much potential. You have Xavier Howard hopefully playing some more snaps this week than he did last week coming off injury. And the Bills with Josh Allen have a quarterback who struggles to throw the ball accurately. And against a strong secondary, uh, which I'm hoping this Dolphins secondary with all this talent can really become, maybe it won't be this early in the year. And maybe I'm being way too much of a homer here. But I, I, I could see Josh Allen having a couple of turnovers, which leads to a sneaky Dolphins win. So there's my, there's my way of convincing myself there. I'm going... Next, with Vikings-Colts. What do we got here, guys? This could be a, uh, another interesting game this week. I really want the Colts to win this game. I don't think they will. I know you're a Philip Rivers fan. I don't think Philip Rivers, no matter how many children he has, is going to pull it out this weekend. Um, <laughs> Philip Rivers joke. That's what uh, she it's said. Not even, it's, it's not a joke. It's oh, just, God. It's just the reality. <laughs> um, no, the truth of the matter is, I don't think, I don't think he's quite there yet with this team and I think the Vikings are going to come away with a win not by much I think it could be within a field goal but I think the Vikings take the win here okay I agree I'm gonna go Vikings on this one and for sake of uh for sake of brevity Vikings all right I'm going Vikings as well uh I think the team is much better than what they showed against the Packers I think the the defense has you know you have two of the the the, the duos on defense on this team two of the best ed, one of the best edge rushing duos best linebacker duos and best safety duos in the NFL they're a little missing at cornerback but uh with, given how Philip Rivers is throwing the ball uh, I'm not too concerned about that I'll go Vikings as well here's an interesting one based on last week's performances two teams that had some very, uh, very cool come from behind wins. We got the Washington football team at the Arizona Cardinals. That will never, ever be a normal thing to say for me, Washington football team. But <laughs> WFT at the Arizona Cardinals, what do we got? I'm going to take Arizona. Kyler uh, Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, they're going to put up a lot of points in this one. Agreed. Yeah, Arizona beat the Niners, but there just wasn't as much talk given the way the football team won their game last week. Um, but yeah, I go with the Cardinals as well. I think this is going to be a pretty decisive win. We have a lot of clean sweeps here. Cardinals as well. I'm really excited about what I'm seeing from Kyler Murray. Washington had a very impressive performance uh, against the Eagles, but uh, this is not one of the league's top football teams, despite the fact that they had a really good, very um, storybook uh, comeback last week. I think it's still Arizona as the better team. And a team. Very, very long name. Very long name. Baltimore Ravens at Houston, Texas. Ravens. We got four left, guys. Oh, yeah. No analysis from Nick here. Ravens as well. Like Ravens. Ravens. The, the Texans. As much as I love Deshaun Watson, I love Deshaun Watson. You just had to bait him, Justin, with the no analysis. You knew he was going to come you, if you said something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just. It's just the Ravens looked so much better. And yes, they played the Browns, but just comparatively speaking, they looked so much better yeah. than the Texans did. Agreed. Yeah. The the they the Baltimore uh, Baltimore Ravens are. 
plain and simple, a much better football team, a much more well-coached football team. And I think the Houston Texans are on a very much downhill spiral uh, into going into this season. We got three more games here. I think two of them actually leave us in danger of another clean sweep, but we'll start with one of those Chiefs at Chargers. Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Does anything to be next in this game? <laughs> next. Obviously the Chargers. Chiefs. No, next. It's totally the Chiefs. All righty. Although, listen, those divisional games, you never know. Sometimes no, we get a little one, bit of a plucky team. You know. no. Okay. Here's one where we might have some dissension. Patriots at Seahawks. Ooh, this is a good one. Actually, this is I the think second this game is, I'm most excited for. I'm, I'm I, I think this might be my the game I'm most excited for. Yeah. That's not Miami. Um, simply because I need to see, I, I need to see Cam Newton do it Precisely. again. Precisely, I, exactly. I need to see Cam Newton do what he did against the Dolphins one more time. But he's going to have to step it up if he's going to win this. So one. who in that? So okay, if Cam does, if Cam does what he did with the Dolphins, do the Patriots take it home? No, I don't think so either. I don't think he I has think to Cam, do more. He needs, yeah, he needs to and duplicate to and do improve. Consider, I think he has to do pretty considerably more against the Seahawks I team. Agree. Um, I agree. And on that basis. I take the Seahawks. But I do think Cam is going to play at least as well as he played against the Dolphins. Nick? I'm going to say I'm going to go Seahawks as well. And it's another clean sweep wow. from the pick up the blitz. Group. This is great conversation. Uh, it really is. But the Seahawks, guys, Seahawks, honestly, I do believe are a top six team in the NFL right now. I, I, I think it's not even a question. I'm really excited by what I'm seeing from Seattle. I think this is one of the most complete offenses that they've Can I had just ask you, Justin, while Russell Wilson has been there. How many years have we said that? And many. Many. Except once. But I still, I, I think it's this it, it's still relevant. team. It's still true. It's just interesting. It's like they're, they're, they're just a, yeah. never quite able to make it happen. Absolutely. But this Seahawks team, this offense, I think by the end of the season will be a top three offense. This is this this team is so scary. Russell Wilson is as good as he's ever been. They have one of the best receivers they've ever had. I think I think DK Metcalf will cement himself as a top ten receiver this year. Uh, and That's a bit uh, of defense, take. That's defense isn't defense isn't half bad. I think DK, the, what we've seen from DK Metcalf I agree with him. I just with it's, it's, the yeah, most electric quarterback early. in the league outside yes. of Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. You know, yes. I, I'm very excited. Um, the most about what? TK Metcalf. Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson? I missed that. Electric quarterback. Electric. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> New Orleans Saints at Las Vegas Raiders to cap it off before we dive into Thursday night football. I think this is going to be another really fun one. Uh, do you? Oh, I do. I do, I do, I do. Because I think, I think the Raiders at home is just interesting. I think the Raiders played really well uh, last week, and Josh Jacobs looks like he can do a lot of damage. Um, and I, I love seeing that. But the pick is really tricky because every time I go against the Saints, I'm wrong. You cannot be taking the Raiders here against the Saints. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm going okay. to take, take the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints. I, yeah, it's absolutely a Saints pick. Although it might be a more interesting game than I initially thought. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a Saints win. I think we have 12 of 16 picks here are, uh, are clean sweeps. What interesting and fun um, you can always count on parody. us to the blitz for what variety and we've brought. excitement there, exactly. <laughs> okay, guys, Thursday Night Football, we're officially exactly one hour out of Bengals-Browns. What are our thoughts here going into this game? My oh, thoughts are this is going to be a terrible thoughts. game. 
Yes, exactly. Precisely. Really? Oh, come on. <laughs> yes. Both. I am so disappointed in Cleveland. So here's, I am here's so the- disappointed in the Browns. I have to tell you, like, it's just bad in Cleveland. It's just bad. Like, there's I, – and I know that's, like, the absolute worst analysis there is. But I just – I I can't believe that Baker Mayfield is as far from what at least I anticipated as he is. Um, I agree. I, I, I agree. Baker's no been belief. a bit disappointing. And, and, and that's the, the sad part for me is not that they haven't been good. It's that I have no more belief in that team. And with so many weapons and with so much promise heading into last year and then yeah. potentially this year, I mean, people were calling for a Super Bowl run last year, guys. A Super Bowl run. Like, they are so far. They're not as far as the Jets are from the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. But they're not, like, they're bad. They're just not good. And so I'm actually not unexcited for this game because I want to see Joe Burrow play more, especially after after last week's game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Bengals take this. I think Cleveland – Cleveland's just got to figure some what this team does from here. Does that yeah, mean taking the Bengals? Yes, definitely. Taking the Bengals. Nick? Yeah, somebody took the Browns to the Super Bowl last year, uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't Baker Mayfield. Um, I, I think I'm going to go Bengals as well. I just – the Browns uh, – your analysis is 100% on point, Trevor. The Browns are just – I had I was so hopeful for this Browns team for them to finally be able to lift themselves out of like the basement of the NFL with this with this team that they've constructed and they are just not good again I, you know it, it's it's mind blowing to me I I think I'm going to take the Bengals as well I, mean, I think Mixon's going to have a good game I think Burrow's going to going to shine in in the spotlight uh, with the national coverage. I think Bengals take this. And just to add insult to injury, think about the team we're picking and the team that the other, like the players (laughs) that the other team has, and we're not picking them. Like, isn't that crazy? What the the Browns should be. It makes it, it makes it a little difficult for me to now go ahead and take the Cleveland Browns. Oh God, Justin. Just the contrary. I've, 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 I don't think that that's that hot of a take. You're, ta- you're talking about a rookie quarterback who, in his second game, is on national television. Not that he didn't show last year. It's not a hot that take. he can shine. I'm angry at Cleveland in, as a non-Cleveland in the spotlight. native. <laughs> no, listen. I think uh, I, I think the Cleveland Browns, coming off of last week's absolute dismal performance uh, against the Baltimore Ravens, now going into another divisional game will have a lot to prove. Not that that generally means a whole thing in terms of what actually happens, or a whole lot rather, in terms of what actually happens on the football field, but the Cleveland Browns are far and away a more talented football team. I think Kevin Stefanski is a uh, much better coach than Zach Taylor from what you've seen in terms of him coaching offenses. He didn't show it last year, but he was going up against what is probably the league's best roster, maybe outside of the New Orleans Saints. So, I think now going up against... You say the Cleveland Browns are the second best roster in the no, league? No, 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 no. The Baltimore Ravens. Kevin oh, Stefanski going oh, up last week against what was probably Goodness. the league's second best, best roster. Um, and now going up against what is a probably a bottom five roster. I think Justin, my very... mouth was just wide open. Because like <laughs> I, I, you cut out. And I wasn't sure what you were saying. And I, that, I genuinely thought that you thought the Cleveland Browns were the second oh, so best maybe I missed. I thought no. the same thing, too. I maybe I missed. Kevin Stefanski <laughs> and the Cleveland Browns went up against what was what is probably the best or second best roster in the NFL in the Baltimore Ravens last week. Now going up against a bottom five roster in the NFL, I think we'll see a very different Cleveland Browns football team than what we saw last week. 
I think the Bengals still have. I think have, they've got you, Justin. I think that Cleveland not, thing. No one's got me. Somehow, no one's got, got me. Your head. They do this to you. I'm telling you. It may or may not be because I'm playing the Browns defense in fantasy football, but I'm very confident that we'll see a better Browns defense despite all the injuries that they've had so far. There's still some very strong players on that defense. The offense has a lot of talent, as we all know. I think we'll see a very good game from Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I'm not saying it's going to be fireworks for Cleveland, but I do think they come away with a win on Thursday Night Football. So, gentlemen. Okay. They got to you. It's as simple as that. No one's got to me. It's it's the Cincinnati Bengals. This This is not that hot of a take. And it's the Cleveland Browns. Exactly. That's the only retort you need for that. Exactly. All right. We... Shall see. And you know what? When we reconvene tomorrow for our uh, week two Finns preview, we'll see what we come uh, what we come with in terms of this game. So, gentlemen, that I think is all we've got for no, it's this. Not. No. It's not because Trevor's, Trevor's after, after fifty five minutes of football, and as much as I do love talking football with you guys, you know basketball is my sport of choice, <laughs> and we do have a big game tonight. So I need to know before we sign off. In spite of the fact that we're all Miami natives. Who takes it home tonight? Is it is it the Heat or is it the Celtics in Game Two of the Eastern Conference Finals? Throwing some basketball into oh. the episode, okay? Have we're to, already we're already a few minutes in. I I'm okay. really torn. I'm really torn because I want Boston's going to have a bounce back game, but it's they not going to be right? tonight. It's not going to be tonight. It's not going to be tonight. I think it is tonight, but it's in, I, I agree with you. They do have to have a bounce back game. They're just too good not to. <clears throat> Yeah, but the Heat, the Heat always do that, where they're like, oh, I'm down by 1,000 in the fourth quarter, watching it's me ridiculous. win by two. It's so, it's so exciting to watch it. It's just amazing. It's really, yeah. really been a pleasure to watch this season. Justin, I'm, have- I'm going to stick with the Heat. I think the momentum you come off with. For, do you know how much Bam Adebayo we've seen around the internet over the past two days? Like, the, <laughs> crazy. The, the Heat are riding such a wave of confidence right now, and I don't see any reason for that to necessarily stop. Of course, Boston is... An extraordinarily talented team, but I'm going to say that the, the Heat stick with this this wave of confidence. Uh, we're apparently already seeing uh, from what uh, from what I'm looking at on the stat sheet a couple of uh, a couple of interesting uh, plays have happened so far. It's also in the background on my television without the sound. So uh, I, I'm already I'm already seeing some good some good Heat basketball. I think they stick with it for the entire rest of the game and come out with a win. I love it. Let's and now let's Justin, you can close the episode for us. Please. Well, that is all we've got for Pick of the Blitz, episode 25, our first regular season Thursday night episode. Again, we'll be on the Locker Room app live three times a week. Monday, we've got our Dolphins uh, recap. Thursday, we've got our all-NFL week preview. And on Friday, we've got our Miami Dolphins preview. So definitely stick around on the Locker Room app for that. It is Monday at... I believe 5.30. I'm hoping to get these times right. Monday at 5.30, Thursday at 6.30, and Friday at 4.30. And all of our episodes will, of course, be posted to their usual platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, what have you, uh, just a couple of hours or the next morning uh, for, uh, for all of the non-live listeners. But guys, thank you very much for listening. Gentlemen, thank you for being here to hang with me. Have a great rest of the evening. Enjoy this Heat basketball game, and we'll be talking again tomorrow. Yes, sir. See you all later. Thank you.